Alright lads, this podcast is a member of the Vices of Wrestling podcast and network. Visit vicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions and updates across the world of wrestling. Mortzilla. Seeing you guys win the first ever Oberhausen Open, the tournament that I created, makes me so sick. And seeing you both celebrate like that was agonizing to watch. So, you know what I've gone and done? I've trained harder, thought about it harder, been really, really coming to grips with what I'm going to be facing now when I go to Oberhausen for 16 Carat Weekend. And the Oberhausen Open too, I will not let the same mistakes happen again. You see, Mort, Mark Davis, I've got myself a partner. A big partner. A big, strong partner. (laughs) And he's from Japan. So guys, you just wait. Friday night, Nippy's Bowling Palace, Oberhausen, Germany. I'm bringing the big man from Japan. That's right. I got Daisuke Sakamoto. See you there, boys. Sometimes you get bored of N64. So let's watch wrestling till our eyes get sore. We love the Tevoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. Making friends and making times and wrestling around the world. So it's official. Daisuke Sakimoto is playing in the Oberhausen Open, everybody. Um, I'm really happy about it. Sarah is absolutely ecstatic about it. She gets the team with Daisuke. As you just heard from her, she's pretty confident. Um, I'm just recording this because some people wanted me to talk about my experience that I had last night. I'm in Boston for work at the moment. I'm not on holidays. I'm not on vacation. I'm working hard. So I'm here by myself. Some of the my Irish colleagues are getting in tonight and tomorrow, so I'll see them over the next few days, but I arrived alone on Tuesday night, quite late, after a four-hour delay. Aer Lingus again, they fucked me over when I was going to WrestleMania and getting married last year. Getting married, of course, more important, but um, we, we did book to go to WrestleMania, we didn't book to get married, but then we got married, so yeah. But anyway, they completely fucked us over then, again. Flight was delayed. Well, flight wasn't working, so we had to get off the plane and get onto another plane. Arrived very, very tired. Um, I had my theory test that morning at like 9 a.m., so um, wasn't work Monday, wasn't college Monday night. Um, went home from college Monday night around 10 o'clock, started to study for my theory test, got up at 6 a.m. to bring all my bags into my office and to do another little bit of study before I took it, passed the theory test, yay, go me, should have done this about, what, 10, 12, 13, 14 maybe years ago, but I've done it now, it's done, I have my theory test, um, it was actually quite difficult, but anyway, moving on, 
I got to Boston. Um, I've been trying to fill my time in the evenings. This is totally not relevant, not what you want to hear. But I went to see the Bruins, the ice hockey team. Um, went did a bit of shopping. Um, but then Friday evening came. I was working hard. Um, Alan was kind of messaging me saying, you know, you should see if there's any wrestling on. I'd asked around, I did ask Joe Gagney um, about it previously and he pointed out that Evolve was here in two weeks' time, but obviously I wasn't here for it. So Joe pretty much said there was no wrestling, but that's not true. There was wrestling. There were options. Um, Alan dug a little bit further. He found some options for me. Um, also, people on Twitter helped out. Um, but I was working when, when all this was going on. Like It was the evening in Ireland, so Alan was off and able to do stuff. And... Uh, he was egging me on to go, and we found a show, and the main event was Gangrel versus Jeff Jarrett, and yeah, like, why not? Um, so I finished work around 5.30. Um, the night before, there was a rule at the stadium that you couldn't bring, like, large bags in, so I couldn't bring, I was just feeling like maybe I shouldn't bring my work stuff with me, so I went back to the hotel first. I, got, I knew it wouldn't be quite as strict as the TD Garden, um, St. Michael's Hall but you know you, you just want to be a little bit safe so I brought, brought all my gear back uh, to the hotel um, looked up how to get there seemed easy enough one tram one bus fine tram goes from down the road I got the tram to the ice hockey night before so I got to the trams trams were down probably due to the snow not entirely sure electrical fault um, there was no signs up, there was just announcements about these shuttle buses that were replacing them, but it was also in the area where there was real buses and there was nowhere to get a ticket, and I was very confused, and then I noticed that one of the buses said North Station, which is where I went to the night before to get the um, to get to the ice hockey, so I hopped on that with no ticket, um, because I didn't know how long I'd be waiting, um, full of adrenaline, going to the wraps, jumped on the bus, was feeling really, really anxious that I was going to get caught and in trouble, but also that I just give it a bit of a, how are you? Yeah, I just arrived from Ireland today. Oh, you have to buy a ticket, do you? I thought, like, the tram was broken, so we got this, kind of. I had it all mapped out in my head, but it was fine. Uh, so I got off at the tram station. Um, I was really hungry at this point, too, um, because I didn't get a lunch break. I got some snacks in the canteen and get it go out. Didn't have anything decent to eat since breakfast. So I was hoping to stop somewhere and grab some food, but the opportunity just didn't really present itself because when I got to where the bus was to take me to the thing, it, the bus was already there. Again, I hopped on with no ticket. I had to ask the bus driver this time because I didn't want to chance it again. And he got really confused and I thought he was asking me for a debit card but he was talking about a Charlie card and I've never heard of a Charlie card maybe some of our listeners have but he said I could pay cash but he didn't really want me to pay cash because the lowest bill I had was $10 and the ticket was only 5 so he had to give me this voucher as a change which I'll probably never use but I can leave it in the hotel maybe somebody working here will use it I don't know so got on this bus um, it was fine like it, stopped, it didn't stop for about Ooh, about a half hour and then it started stopping everywhere like constantly um, at one stage I did get a bit nervous the guy who got on the bus who wasn't at the start was like standing behind me near the door and I was wearing like my, my Bose headset um, it's quite expensive and I didn't understand why he was standing like right behind me on the bus um, when there were so many seats free but he was standing there and standing there and I was like oh, okay this just he might just grab my headset and jump out the door here so um like he was leering over me like there was really strange that 
you, do, you wouldn't do that. So I was just getting kind of really bad vibes. So I pretend I was charging my headset and my headphones and my handbag. And uh, yeah, I've kept looking at my phone, seeing where I was going in the middle of nowhere. It's called Lynn, Massachusetts, getting to the St. Michael's Hall. I had no idea what the St. Michael's Hall looked like. I didn't Google it. I was just going to the graps. Because um, what else was I going to do last night? Like, get home and, you know, there's nobody there's nobody up to talk to. The Wi-Fi in the hotel isn't good enough to watch Netflix. Uh, like, I do have some audiobooks downloaded, which are, which are quite good. Um... But besides that, I'd be work again, taking my laptop, do some work, or, you know, listen to an audiobook or something. I haven't turned on the TV since I've been here since Tuesday, and it's now Saturday night, so uh, American TV is just not for me. Um, I might turn it on later, I'll see. Uh, but, yeah, so, on the way to the wrestling, kept looking at my phone. Battery was kind of dwindling at this stage, so I never got a chance to charge my phone. Uh, I got an alert to say my, my data was quite low, because uh, you get 200 megs. A day over here which is kind of it's okay if you're just browsing uh but it can run out run out some days and i wasn't sure what my credit situation was so i was like oh, i better preserve some data now because you don't want to get stuck in lynn massachusetts with no data or no battery so that's why there was no photos or anything up during it but anyway my bus arrived i got off uh i was safe i was one piece and then i looked at my uh, google maps and i said it would take me three hours and 20 minutes to walk to the venue, which was not what I wanted to see. So a bit of panic set in. I was inside of a motorway, um, really kind of residential area, not many people around. So I, I tried Google Maps again, and then it said five minutes of walk. And I was like, oh, phew, that's fine. So again, I was looking for somewhere to eat. At this stage, it was like just gone seven, like I think it was like 7.02, and the show started at seven. And I was like, oh, I'll get there. They might have some food there. Might have a pretzel or something, something that will just fill me. Um, so I started to walk through this residential area. There was nobody around. There was no Bullet Club t-shirts. There was no OTT hoodies. There was no Villain Club. I don't know who else. I don't know. There was no wrestling fans around. There was no buzz. There was nobody drinking cans. There was nobody standing in a queue. There was nothing. There was houses. Uh, so got to realize quite quickly, um, the St. Michael's Hall, just looking at this big warehouse. I was like, fine, that's it. There's lots of steps up. I'll go and uh, take a look in here. Um, so I went up steps. Again, nobody around. Uh, opened the door. I was thinking I was late at this stage, but yeah, the people at the door are nice. They asked me what ticket I wanted. I was happy to take a GA. Um, I was going to stand. I didn't really know what I was going to do it myself. Uh, everyone at the door is quite nice. I was able to pay... There was huge queues, first thing I saw when I went in. Uh, huge, huge queues of people, and they were queuing to get a photograph taken with Jeff Jarrett and Teddy Long. Uh, Gangrel was sitting there by himself, looking scaldy. He had a can, I'm not sure if it was alcohol or just like a tall can, but he had a can, he was sitting there just looking scaldy as Jesus. He looked tired, like, I was like, Gangrel, lad, you don't want to go to bed for yourself. Like, seriously, he just didn't look... Yeah, he's rough, like, rough, you know, I don't know. Like, I saw him wrestle when I was in, what, sixth year in school in, like, the Dungarvan uh, sports centre where I used to play basketball, like an actual basketball hall, and teenagers goes used to be there too. I used to go dancing there. Um, uh, yeah, so I uh, saw him wrestle there, like, that long ago, and he's not looking any better. He's actually looking quite a bit worse, um... Saw Teddy Long, he was dressed in a nice suit. 
Pity was looking well. Uh, I didn't actually look at Jeff Jarrett. I was just feeling a bit awkward. But everyone was like in this these queues. There was nobody really around the other areas. So um, went about getting some food. I saw there was pizza. I was like, oh yes, pizza, great. Cheese slices, pepperoni slices, excellent cheese. No, it's not going to be any onions. It's not going to be any meat. Get a cheese slice pizza. Sorted. Went up to get one. Three dollars. Got a slice of pizza. Was like, oh, I'd probably eat about two of them, maybe three. I'll just get one and see how it is. Um, oh, I asked for a Coke, and the woman was like, is a Pepsi okay? And I said, yeah. And then she was like, oh, do you not remember that ad? And I was like, no. And she was like having a big old laugh, and then she sent me to the bar because she didn't have a Coke or a Pepsi. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I went over to the bar. I was queuing at the bar. I was like, oh, I can have a beer, but... I didn't bring any ID and I just don't want the hassle now, so Coke will do me fine. Um, so the bartender then decided to take the piss out of my accent for a while. I don't know, I still tipped him. But I tipped him without, without him seeing, you know that tip? Like so, he, Even though he got tipped and the people around me knew he got tipped, he didn't know that he got tipped by me, but he did. But I don't know, I think he still wins. But yeah, he was taking the piss out of my accent and I was kind of like, yeah, I just feel a bit awkward here now because I'm on my own, but yeah, it's fine. Um... Like, it wasn't in a kind of a... It wasn't, like, in an awful way, but it was just kind of wasn't funny either. Like, there was no... Whatever. Um, so I went for a walk around. There wasn't many people sitting down yet. I was surprised. This stage is about ten past seven, maybe quarter past seven. Shows you'd start at seven. Uh, walked around the merch area, so that they had, like, the old Bendham figures. Like, the 80s ones. I had a junkyard dog one um, when I was a kid. Like, and even when I had it, it was pretty old then. Like, it was probably bought after it had been out for a while, I'm not quite that old, but uh, I noticed that they had like Hillbilly Jim and Georgie Animal Steel and a few other people all in this bin and they all looked gross, like they were covered in dirt and they were chewed up. I put a photo on Twitter. There was also some newer ones, uh, like 90s kind of bendemas and stuff and I was tempted to buy some, but the people who were selling them looked like the real alternative types and they were wearing big time wrestling t-shirts. And I was just a little bit shy. I had looked at the DVDs. Um, they had the Best Friends DVD. Shout out to Sarah Flan. Um, I was wanted to like message her and stuff, but I kind of couldn't. I was just worried about the data. So I was having to look around. Then I went over, I saw T-shirts. They were selling um, all WWE T-shirts. Shawn Michaels, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Some of them weren't bad, actually. Some of them like the classic kind of a look to them, and others were just god-awful. Yeah, so it was a kind of mix in the merch. Like, there was WWE DVDs, but there was also, like, they had the best of Eddie Edwards, who was meant to be on the show, but wasn't on the show. I don't know what happened there. Um, he was on the poster. That happens a lot, I'm sure. Um, but no, he wasn't there. Um, so, yeah, I looked, looked around. They had some signed stuff as well, and there was a really nice print of Luger and Sting together that was signed. I was like, this is fake as fuck. Do I want to spend $40 on this and have to try and mind it for the night? I might come back at the end of the show for it. I'll think about it. And then, yeah, I just didn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't buy anything at the show. I probably should have bought some kind of souvenir. Truth be told, a uh, photo of Teddy Long or something. Um, but yeah, I was just feeling very awkward. So I sat in the back row by myself. And there's a group of women to my left. Um, yeah, they were definitely, like, into it. They had definitely been a few times before. They knew people there. Um, they weren't, like... Oh, I, don't, I don't know how to say but like they had some comments that were just a bit oh god 
um, in particular in the women's match, one of them just goes, I'm not sitting here looking at two chicks. I was like, all right, yeah. Uh, but she did sit there and watch the two ladies wrestle. But she was like, I ain't sitting here watching the two chicks. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, but they were wearing, like, Hardy Boys sweatpants and, like, really gross kind of, like, if anyone knows, like, the T-shirts, the wrestling T-shirts you sell in, like, Tremor. Like, just rotten, like, printed fake WWE T-shirts and dead Hardy Boys tracks with bottoms. And there was a guy with The Undertaker, uh booger red t-shirt you know with the face on it um that was an official one he had the face on it and he had a service dog with him a military dog the dog looked cool as fuck he was with those guys but yeah that, that dog was pretty cool and then on my other side a family sat down two kids the little girl was really into it she was sitting well standing right beside me she stood in her chair for the whole thing and screamed and screeched and it was fine though she was really into it and she was like booing the heels and cheering the faces um the only kind of negative was that like she'd pick up on some of the things that like the adults were saying and go with it and it was just kind of like because what the adults were saying wasn't very smart like what she came up with herself was a lot better than what she had heard from the adults and kind of went with uh one stage one of the guys shouted take your clothes off at uh the ladies match which was um it's ashley edwards from tna Uh, i might have that wrong I think that was her name, and uh, oh, what was the other lady's name? Um, Luscious Natasha. Um, yeah, so they, they were having a fine match, but nobody gave a fuck. But somebody just shouted, Take your clothes off! And then the little girl started chanting, Take your clothes off. And I was like, No, please stop this, mum. Like, her parents, the kids' parents, looked pretty normal and very kind of, they'd be in the higher percentage of the people in this crowd uh, for just looking kind of. I don't know like I don't know the word I'm looking for uh, but like normal and kind of decent um uh, I probably sound horrible now for any notions of me but there is a not many people I could see working with me in an office in this crowd um there's a lot of missing teeth there was a lot of dirty clothes um there was some smells um yeah there was just a lot of belts as well like people carrying title belts there was a lot of like old WWE merch. That was the weird thing to, for me. Like 90s, 2000s WWE merch in the crowd. Um, just, just just, bizarre. Like I, I saw one or two Bullet Club t-shirts. I didn't see like anything kind of that I would recognize. Well, not that I, obviously I recognise the stuff, but I didn't see anything kind of cool. Like there was no WXW or OTT t-shirts or PWG or Ring of Honor even. Like it was... It was WWE merch and um, a few people had t-shirts of the locals, which is good to see. Um, one of the guys in the first match was probably the most over wrestler on the card. Teddy Goods was his name and the crowd loved this guy. Um, he wrestled a guy called uh, Retrosexual and he was accompanied to the ring by the Platinum Honeys. And uh, Retro looked like LJ if LJ didn't sleep or like shave for a month. Um, yeah, it was, it was something to see. Um, the wrestling on the show wasn't as bad as I expected. Like, all the guys were in good shape. Most of them were pretty tall, like, not that that matters, but, like, they, they did have bodies. They did look, like, the really, like, um, probably even, like, the, the wrestlers on this card probably had a better kind of overall look than what you'd see in, like, Ireland or England, typically. 
um, like for a typical wrestling kind of a show, and nobody was like completely awful or anything. Honestly, like um, it's just the venue was really gross, um, sort of like Contenders Ringside Club, but a lot grittier. Um, like there was dirty ceilings and there was these horrible chandeliers. There was nothing posh about these chandeliers. They were just awful looking things. Um, oh, get back to my pizza. My pizza was not good. Um, yeah, no, no. I only had the one slice of that and then I pulled the cliff bar out of my bag and had that and I was like, right, I'll be grand now till I get home. I'll just, uh, no, that I was not going back for more pizza, but I did eat it. It was grand-ish, like probably the worst pizza, like if you're ever a student and like you bought those 60 cent pizzas and in little like I did like and times are tough and you know it was like a slice of one of them to be honest that was kind of a bit cold but was that about like it was just cheese and tomato like I'm not sure like I don't eat meat but I don't know if I'd be eating that meat now if I was a meat eater or just oh no but I didn't get sick so whatever <laughs> but yeah yeah there were some characters in this crowd like um there was a guy in the crowd that looked like your typical like TV, like hobo type character that would be in like a sitcom. Like he was a parody, this man. Um, he was wearing like two jackets that were kind of hanging off him. He was probably 50s, maybe. Deceptive, could be either way. Um, he had long, matted grey hair, an unruly beard, uh, he was definitely dirty, like, his clothes and his face were dirty, um, and he was sitting right in the middle of a crowd, not on my side, uh, he was giving, like, the middle finger to everyone, um, that he didn't like, and jumping up out of his seat the whole time, and, yeah, it was just, you know, he didn't like dancer and the bad wrestlers, like, he was really into it, he was kind of away from me, so that didn't, you know, I was just kept looking at him, um, he was a bit of a highlight, yeah, he was mad as a bag of spiders, like, he was, yeah, he was just, yeah, at one stage he, um, he didn't like Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson from Evolve, who, who was the one independent wrestler that I knew on the show, um, he, he was quite good in his match as well, but, um, he won his match against a local sort of babyface he was a local they announced him as the hometown hero but the guys behind me standing behind me they they were debating they were like no he's not from here he's from salem fuck him um yeah they they, they really didn't appreciate him being called the hometown hero and he wasn't from uh lynn he wasn't from lynn they were like oh maybe you're from i don't know someplace but he's like you're from salem maybe some other town you're not from lynn so they weren't like even though he's meant to be the babyface but this this kind of um, grey haired guy, yeah, he didn't like that the hometown guy got beaten, I guess he believed he was a hometown guy, and he was getting very aggressive towards, like, Chris Dickinson, and Chris Dickinson went over and was, like, gesturing, like, suck it to the homeless guy, and he probably wasn't homeless, but yeah, very kind of, um, stereotypical TV type homeless type guy, um, for the best way I can put it, uh, like, like, gesturing, like, suck it, suck it. And I was like, this is fucking wild. And then the homeless guy just turns to him and said, like, gestures that, like, Chris Dickinson has a small dick. And, like, I just fucking howled. And I was like, oh, my God. And then everyone's kind of, like, the people beside me were looking at me. And, like, the crowd of women and the guy with the dog, they were, like, kind of sussing me. Like, what, what the fuck was I doing there? Like, I was still dressed in my work clothes, which, like, I don't wear a suit, but I was dressed quite 
well, you know, because I was going to an office, you know, that, like, I'm new to. So I was, like, yeah, business casual kind of up, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, they were kind of checking me out there, wondering who I was there to see, or maybe they weren't. Maybe they didn't give a shit, but, yeah, they definitely... They, they seemed to know a lot that what was going on, and I just don't know. It was, there was, yeah, the crowd just seemed like they were all living very, very hard lives. You know, they're they're having a tough. Um, but yeah, the other other matches, there was tag team. There was a guy, I think it's Bobby Ocean. Uh, he was quite good in his match. He was the local guy. Like all the guys, they and the and the the ladies as well. Like they they looked like proper wrestlers. Like none of them. Look like slobs or slouches or anything like that. Um, definitely, like it kind of one of the things kind of it struck me like that. You hear independent wrestlers like say stuff like, "Oh, the marks and that." Like not just trying to be heels or whatever, but kind of like trying to put over that like wrestling fans are dumb and like the wrestlers are better and all this. And I kind of I normally just kind of roll my eyes at that shit when it happens in Europe, and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, cause there's like definitely feels a lot more level with like levels of like intelligence and even like physiques I don't have a good physique myself don't get me wrong but like you go to a wrestling show there'll be people with better bodies in the crowd and there will be in in the rings like it like it evens out like there'll be obviously wrestlers have better physiques than most people in the crowd but you know it's kind of a little bit lit, level playing field kind of you know less of a thing and you'd even say like that a lot of the people in the crowd like in Ireland and England they're probably like doing a lot better than some of the wrestlers not that the wrestlers are doing bad but a lot of them are pretty young you know like their early 20s and people that go to the shows be kind of like further on their careers and stuff like that so that kind of stuff just kind of makes me roll my eyes but when you come here and you see these wrestlers who seem to have it kind of together and then the crowd who don't look like they're ha- they have it together at all it kind of you know kind of adds up a little bit more by uh, why this kind of an attitude kind of exists and when I used to hear it like before I'd be like yeah fuck off whatever like as well like people be on about like the women back in the day and they'd be trying to go off with the fellas and um like all those stories from from the old wrestlers and I was always saying like that's ah, a load of shit like I still do think like obviously like they call them rats or whatever but they're the ones that were the rats like cheating on their partners like they're just trying to degrade the women or whatever to try and make them seem like the bad ones when they're the ones cheating on their family like um but I never actually kind of believed it was harder for me to believe that these women did exist that would go to the shows to try and sleep with the wrestlers and you know like genuinely that was kind of baffling to me because I just can't imagine any of the women I know trying to do that at an independent level like I'm saying this now people are like oh yeah your mate slept with someone but no no, you know what I mean like um but I just didn't see it but I could definitely see it especially with this kind of group of women that were to my left like I was like Jesus like this does seem actually like it could be a real thing which is mad um (laughs) but uh yeah so uh Oh, Teddy Long was like a main one of the main attractions. He came out of the started show. He did his little speech. He did the holler holler. He did the kind of dance thing he does. He said that they might have a little tag team match. They might have some people going one on one. Um, yeah, so that was kind of fun. I didn't take a photo of him because I thought he'd be back out. Like he was a GM for the night. But never fucking saw Teddy Long again after that. Um, I really want. Oh, I wanted to meet him and just get him to do a little video for the Oberhausen Open, just to say like we're gonna have ourselves a little tag team bowling contest. Um, 
and I was like, I was like, oh, the pop people on Twitter are so big. I, I really want to do this, but he was gone. He was gone, gone, gone. Um, there was also a guy in the tag team match called TA. Um, he was an older guy in a shiny robe. I not sure. I think I put a picture of him up on Twitter. He was like an older veteran guy, um, teaming with a younger guy against two younger guys. Um, but he like looked like the Undertaker. Like he didn't really look like the Undertaker, but you could pass him for like a fake one in like a novelty show, and it just would have been so perfect if Teddy Long like said you're going one on one with the Undertaker, and it was this old lad. If it didn't happen, he just wasn't there. I don't know where Teddy went. Um, oh yeah. So then. Um, where are we? Jeff Jarrett versus Kangaroo. Yeah, so main event or semi-main actually it ended up being. Um, and they came out and it was played off the heel manager of Chris Dickinson saying that uh, Jeff Jarrett owed everyone money and that uh, he had a monster to take him on that didn't care about him and he was going to take his money back. And I, I can't remember the the manager's name he was like wearing shiny kind of a costume uh had a fake uh like wig and stuff but he was really funny like he was funny in the chris dickinson match and he was funny here as well so he was uh manager of champions i believe but he was he was quite witty all, all night i enjoyed him his stick was good um i'm sorry let's take a drink coming at thirst this is thirsty work um jeff jerry came out heroes welcome um like the crowd were quite timid, like they just shout wild fucking shit every now and again. But there was really no kind of chance like you get in Europe or anything like that. It was all kind of just on your own kind of. Um, but um, Jeff Jarrett came out of the place. Everybody was going crazy for Jeff Jarrett. Like even there was a kid in front of me, he must have been about eight. And he was cheering and yelling like mad. And I'm like, how do you even know these two? Um, but he seemed to, and his dad was uh, then told him that the two of them were in WWE, and he just didn't react. I guess maybe the kid already knew that. I don't know. Um, but once the match started, the kid just started playing his 3DS again, not giving a shit. I think he just liked the entrances. Um, Jeff Jarrett came out to the old country music song with a guitar and Slapnuts T-shirt, and he did the strut and all that. And Gangrel came out with his chalice and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, it, it's what you wanted. It's, it's exactly what you wanted, really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the match was much better than I was expecting. They're both moving, all right? Like, Gangrel, for Jesus, how bad he was looking. I, I didn't think he was going to be able to get into the ring, but yeah, he was fine. He took a big, mad back body drop, and Jeff Jarrett gave an awkward insecurity during the match, and he did, like, his finisher with the I don't know, it was a back body side sweep, I don't know what the fuck it's called. You know the thing where he like uh, traps the leg and falls back, that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit brawly as well. They like they, they came through the crowd and um, I wasn't really, you know, it was like half past nine on a Friday after an ups and six and I was like Jesus no I don't need Gangrel and Jeff Jarrett I'm not getting brawled on now by Gangrel and Jeff Jarrett I'm just I'm not in for this now 
with my stuff getting ready to move they came over but as they're heading Norway the girl that was standing on the chair beside me she reaches into her pocket and like it shows up a gangrel figure I guess and probably she probably got it from the trough over like at the merch table earlier but Gangrel saw it and his eyes lit up and he had a big smile he was delighted it was like I don't know it was like part of the show nearly like he was delighted and he had a big smile and uh he got a bit distracted and he went back into the ring again anyway so I didn't have to deal with that um but uh yeah like Jeff Jarrett won he beat Gangrel so he got his finisher and then Gangrel turned on the heel manager and um he gave him the impaler and Gangrel got up for it, like, he got up, his body was up for that, it was mad, um, and then the, the manager ended up being laid out, and his wig fell off, and everyone was very happy, um, the grey-haired fellow, like, uh, as well during this match, even though he loved all the baby faces, and was booing all the heels, or, well, not booing, but, you know, like, sticking his fingers up at him, and getting aggressive, um, he really liked Gangrel as well all the way through the show, even though Gangrel was the heel and he was doing the bow down kind of thing to Gangrel, you know, like to do with Triple H, the kind of worshipy thing. Uh, so he had a great time at that. Um, the kid didn't watch any of it, he was on his 3DS. And uh, speaking of which, there was a guy in the front row, like probably in his 50s, 40s. And like the whole show, like I'm not joking, the whole show, like from start to finish, he was FaceTiming the kid. Like, he was showing his son what was happening at the wrestling. Like, the whole thing was just the child's face was... So after the match then, I was getting a bit anxious. Like, um, I wanted to get an Uber back to the hotel. And there's a lot of people drinking that show. And I was worried there might be a rush on it, on them and might be hard to get. And I just kind of wanted to get out of there. So um, the guy came out for the next match. He was a local guy. He was on a losing streak, but he was super over. The group of women loved this guy. Like, they were crazy for him. Um, and his opponent j- jump attacked him. And it was a I quit, no DQ type match. And I knew it was going to be brawly. So I gathered up my stuff and went to the toilet. And I was like, I might watch something from the back. But I got in, it was really brawling through the crowd and I couldn't see it. And so I was like, uh, time to head now. So I started looking at my phone to get my uber and uh this young person came over to me and i thought she asked me where the toilet was um i thought it was a woman first because i said about the ladies toilets and i just come from there and i was like yeah yeah it's down the hallway there because it was out of sight and then they said something else about the ladies toilets i couldn't really understand what they were saying because they didn't have many teeth and kind of spoke a bit funny um so i was kind of like walked down to show them a bit where it was and then they asked me if I wanted to go into the toilet with them and stared at me and I was like, uh, no. And then I just started like walking away and then they asked me what my name was and I don't know why I said my name was Sarah, but I did. Um, and then just kind of walked away and then the person ended up having an awkward conversation with one of the female wrestlers or maybe it was a valet. I, I wasn't sticking around really to figure out, uh, but definitely one of the ladies who was working at the show, um, was feeling really awkward talking to this person too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I managed to find an Uber. I took it straight away. And later I was waiting outside and the person came out with, I believe, their father. And then the father said, come on, son. So I guess it was actually a guy. I really couldn't tell. It did look like a female to me, but I, I, I really don't know. It could have been either. The clothes are very um, uh, unisex, like, and I don't know. It was very strange. Um, they wanted me to go into the bathroom, female bathroom with them, but uh, I don't definitely no 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 um so definitely it was time to go home then 
the last thing I'm going to do here on this mini episode is um, we've got the Oberhausen Open Street draw coming up tomorrow. So um, everything has been finalized. These are the last remaining people who will be in the draw. It's the secret WXW list. I'm going to read them out now for our listeners. Please do not make a list of these and put them on Twitter. I'll be upset if you do. It's listener only content. Everyone will find out everyone later on today. So this is listener-only content, okay? So our WXW list is as follows. Avalanche, my lovely husband, Alan Cunahan, Tassilo Young, Yuren Simmons, that's Yuren, not Jern, my absolute favorite wrestler, Debotation, Rotation. He has been such a great help to us in um, getting all this tournament prepared he is the best i love your rotation you're my number one wrestler you're the best um then we have reiner ringer uh sebastian homicle chris brooks lucky kid dirty dragon christina from social media team barris strong style on merch uh kevin erickson who is one of the referees i believe he does mostly the academy shows andrea K- Andre Cartier, he's the French guy, he wears the colourful pants, he's a wrestler on the Academy shows also. Norman Harris, he's a breakthrough wrestler at the Academy shows, he looks like an evil Axe Leader Jr. Um, Shigehiro Irie, Shigehiro Irie's manager. Uh, Shaggy, who's the clown who works in the media centre, he's a legit clown and not just being mean. Um, then we have Chris Ridgway, um, let's see who else we have. Um, next page, Danny Jones, uh, Golden Boy Santos, Veit Muller Veit, Francis Caspin, who I'm not entirely sure if he is playing, but we put him on. He's going to get drawn, then he has to play. Um, and they're, they're all the people that are going to be in the draw. We also have Julian Pace, who is team with Connor Welch, who won Road to 16 Carat Bold in London. We have Killer Kelly, who is teamed with Absolute Andy. We have Absolute Andy, who is teamed with Killer Kelly. Uh, I believe Andy has jackets, um, or so he says. Uh, we have the reigning defending champion, Dunkzilla, who will be, of course, teamed with Mort to defend their championship. Um, then we have Daisuke Sekimoto, confirmed by the New Japan office today, uh, who will be teamed with Sarah Flan. Um, lastly, we have a maybe team of Is- AJ Istria, and uh, Ishikawa, um, they're a maybe team. If they play, they will play together. And uh, that's everyone. And I'm really looking forward to the draw done by Dirty Dragon tomorrow. I know he's going to do a great job. I still don't know myself what time it is, so uh, please don't ask me that. Um, are there places left in the Oberhausen Open? No, there's absolutely not. We are at 133 players. The absolute venue max is 140. If you're like Pentagon Junior, Axel Leader Junior, actually wrestling carrot, there might be a place. But even then, you're going to be putting this out. We're going to have to extra scorecards. I'm in America. Sarah's traveling for her job as well this week. So unless you're wrestling 16 carrot or at 16 carrot, you cannot play in the Oberhausen Open now. You can play next time. Please play next time. We're going to have a great time. Okay, Ian, sing us away. Now the tour is over, we still haven't met Rover, time to get some rest and recharge. Join us next time, won't you, and we'll discuss all those big issues, like Jesus, Walter's hands are so damn large. 
making friends and making towns and wrestling round the world.